Greetings, my name is Cara Martin. I'm the author of Workship, How to Use Your Work to Worship God. And it is my absolute delight to be able to bring you the audio version of my book. And what a dream to be able to read it to you. Um, I will stick to the text as much as possible. I know that's what people expect from audiobooks. Uh, but I might also give you a little bit of background to a couple of things. Um, also, I want you to know that I'm not recording this in a studio. I'm recording it in uh, my study, in my suburban home in Sydney, Australia. You may occasionally hear the calls of Australian birds in the background. Uh, my Son's dog, Archie, may or may not make some noises. <laughs> he may remind me that he could always use some more food. Um, so those will just be the background noises here. This is not a studio quality recording, but it's real. It's as real as the sort of work that you do. Um, and it's, I guess, an opportunity for me to speak into your work life um, and to help ask you questions and help God's Word speak into your work life as well. I hope for all those things. Maybe that's too much to ask for. <laughs> but I hope that together we can see your work, and I'll probably see my work in a different way through actually going through this process of reading out my book. So sit back and enjoy. Just uh, one note. I'm not going to read the prefaces to my book. Uh, they were written by... Faith Work Warriors, Sue Tan from Singapore and Gordon Priest from Melbourne, Australia. Um, they said some great things about Faith Work Connection. Uh, they also said complimentary things about me, and it just feels awkward to read <laughs> to read to you what someone said about me. Um, so I'll I'll let you either find a book in the library, read the book in the library, and read them yourselves, or if you email me. Um, on worship.au at gmail.com, uh, then I'm happy to send you copies of those if you really want to read them. But I shall start with my forward. Forward, my dream job. There it was, the opportunity of a lifetime. I was offered my dream job television reporter for a brand new regional station on the south coast of Sydney. All the tertiary learning, the freelance work, the hospitality jobs to pay the bills, the hundreds of applications. Finally, they had all paid off. I was pretty green as a reporter. Most of what I had learnt was in a lecture room. <laughs> I had several stories published and I'd worked in radio stations, but the demands of TV reporting were completely different. Firstly, there was the brevity. You had two minutes and ten seconds to convey often very complex stories. That meant communicating both sides of a story, including an interview or two in approximately 390 words. Secondly, there was the need for images. In TV news, no pictures means no story. Sometimes we had to be creative about the pictures we would use, especially if we were talking about something that had already happened. Thirdly, there was a need for teamwork. For papers and radio, I had basically worked alone. For TV, I had to work closely with the camera operator, the editor and the news director. And fourthly, there was the pressure. I could take a day to write a story for the paper, while radio was more demanding. 
but TV was insane. I had to churn out three to four stories a day, each day, with each taking at least two hours to shoot, interview, write and edit. And finally, there was the pecking order. To survive the pressure of putting a 30-minute news bulletin on air every night, there was a strict hierarchy. Being the junior reporter, I was right at the bottom. (laughs) I had to do what I was told when I was told and just try really hard not to stuff up. Eventually, I became proficient in the craft of making stories, but it was nothing like I had hoped or imagined. As a new TV station, we were competing hard to attract an audience. Our news director thought the best way to do this was with a two-pronged approach. Firstly, we had to find a personal angle on any story. If it was a medical story, we had to find someone who had or was impacted by the medical condition. A story about local rates or unemployment would focus on affected individuals or families. I really liked this approach of having a personal angle. It made telling the story easier and I enjoyed meeting new people. The second prong to the approach was that we had to have a sensationalist streak. That meant we had to talk it up. A rise in flu cases became an epidemic. If someone died in a diving accident, we would be knocking on the door of the family home to get a response. We chased fire engines and ambulances. And to this day, if I hear a siren, I almost can't help myself from wanting to know what is happening. I didn't like that sensationalist streak and uh, that really grated on me and eventually led to me leaving. Then there was the culture of the newsroom. All the stress led to a work culture that was defined by heavy drinking, lots of swearing and coarse joking and intense competition and conflict. My faith crisis. As a young Christian, this was a difficult environment to work in. I felt very underprepared. What was a faith response to this alien world of work? Some Christians told me to be good and not to be impacted by what I experienced. Some told me to look for any opportunity to share the gospel. Some told me to use my position to do stories about Christians or the church. Some told me to keep my head down and pray. Some told me that faith was only for Sundays. I tried to get my pastor to help me, but he had difficulty understanding or engaging with my world of work. The teaching on Sunday was about spiritual matters rather than everyday issues. Its application was usually confined to four options. Pray more, read the Bible more, evangelize more, and or do more things at church. When I came across ethical issues, there seemed to be no wisdom in the Bible or church directly to my situation. How could I stand firm when a strong-willed boss wanted to exaggerate a story, reveal a source, or invade someone's personal grief. I ended up being tempted to live two separate lives. There was a Christian car running youth group and Bible study and praying during the Sunday service. Then there was the reporter, Cara, who was slightly more risque with the language and behaviour from Monday to Friday. In my heart, I knew this was unsustainable. It felt like a double life and it was impacting on my relationship with God and with others. I was living a life that was not integrating faith and work. I was disintegrating. 
Thankfully, God led me to other Christians working in the media, and we formed a group called Scoop for Christ. That is a terrible name for a Christian group. Oh, dear. We met to discuss the pressures. We met to pray together and to encourage one another. We networked and even ran a conference inviting veteran Christian journalists to share their experiences. However, this still wasn't a complete solution. My minister was theologically trained, but could not relate to the practical problems. My Scoop for Christ friends and I were well aware of the practical issues, but we lacked depth of Bible knowledge and theology that could provide answers. Finding Faith Work Solutions Since that first work experience, I have wrestled with issues of faith and work and sought to address them in a myriad of ways. Scoop for Christ provided emotional and prayer support as well as an opportunity to develop practical wisdom but lacked theological depth. We did not have a sound biblical foundation for the choices we were making. What is more, we failed to be able to educate our churches on ways to better equip us for our working. I joined an institute seeking to teach Christian perspectives in a secular university. This combined theologians with practitioners and was an excellent initiative, but it turned out to be financially unsustainable. Some of the units that were developed, such as Biblical Theology of Work and Christian Perspectives on Science, Economics, Worldviews, Media and Literature, provided structure to my own thinking and have been made available by other theological colleges. I did a Master of Arts in Christian Studies to develop my biblical grounding and use my assessment task to apply what I was learning to my vocation. Not every lecturer was willing to accommodate my creative approach to essay questions. However, I gained lots of insights from the practical assessment settings that I've been able to use in my later career of lecturing. I also taught a class on the Old Testament to performing arts students, seeking to facilitate the application of the Bible to their practical discipline. I found this a wonderfully stimulating experience, and the students responded well. Together we were finding new perspectives of how the Bible addressed issues of creativity, relationships, beauty, performance, truth, lament, and justice. Most recently, I helped to form an institute within a theological college that aimed to bridge the Sunday-Monday divide within the college, church, and the marketplace. This experience has formed the basis of the material for this book. It taught me the different areas of need in the faith work context to support individual Christians in their working situations, to form future church leaders and change the culture of theological colleges, and to help provide resources for existing church leaders to better equip the workers in their congregations. I've mentored many Christians in many different work roles, seeking to help them integrate their faith and work. This has helped build some of the practical wisdom in this book and develop the concept of spiritual disciplines for the workplace. About this book. This book is a result of all that searching, thinking, writing, speaking, teaching, and drawing from experience. I've broken it into four areas to split into two volumes. In volume one, this book, you will find the following A Biblical View of Work. This is a series of chapters to help you discover the place of work in the Bible. It will help you get grounded in God's view of work and will help you read the Bible differently. Spiritual Disciplines for Work 
This examines different approaches people have for helping to integrate faith and work. You'll have one or two that you will prefer, but all six are helpful ways of looking at work. Practical wisdom. When it comes down to it, what makes a difference in the workplace? How can you best shine as a Christian when facing challenges or opportunities? In Volume 2, you'll see more examples of practical wisdom. And you'll also find the final area, which is helping churches to equip workers. Here are some ideas for helping churches to better equip those in their congregations who face the Monday to Friday challenge of living out their faith at work. There are also some innovative ideas for churches to better connect with the workplaces in their neighbourhoods. The reality, as Mark Green has said, is that 98% of the people in church will spend 95% of their time outside of the church and their pastors should be thinking more creatively about equipping them for those mission fields. By the way, when I talk about work in this book, I'm not just referring to what is done in paid employment, because I'm discussing work from God's perspective. I believe God sees work as any purposeful activity requiring focus and effort. This means it could be housework, schoolwork, caring for children or parents, study, paid work, voluntary work, whatever you do with intent and purpose. What makes this book different? This book stands out from many available books on faith and work for these reasons. Most are written by a theologian, a pastor or a worker. I'm attempting all three perspectives in the one book. Most tackle just one of the four areas described in the previous section. I am ambitiously attempting all four. (laughs) Most are either full of theory or full of stories. I am combining both. Most focus on workers who are Christians, on Christian businesses or on church leaders. I'm hoping to provide something for everyone. And most are written by men and from a US or a UK perspective. I'm hoping to be more gender and culturally inclusive. So why Workship? You may be wondering why the title Workship. I've had some people advise me not to use this title because it is a made-up word, or even because it seems to bring work into worship. However, I really like what it says and what it does. As you will learn in the first chapter, the Hebrew root for work is also the root for service particularly serving God in worship. I believe the two activities are meant to be integrated. Our work should be done in a way that honours and worships God and that serves God and others. By combining the two English words, work and worship, I hope to challenge people to integrate their faith and work. All the stories referred to in this book are true and the people are real. In most cases, I have changed the names and industries to enable them to be honest about their experiences. It is my prayer that God will establish this book, the work of my hands, as it says in Psalm 90 verse 17, in a way that firstly encourages Christians to think biblically about work and worth, secondly to help Christians to engage with their workplaces in ways that build the kingdom, and thirdly empowers church leaders to equip their congregations for effective workplace ministry. And to you, dear listener of the audio book, I'll give this little clue, this little insight also to workship. The first time I saw that word 
was actually at Christmas time when we were singing in our church a carol. Um, in our church, people did the PowerPoints and it was one of the big bugbears of the church I was in at that time that frequently there were words that were misspelled. And it used to annoy me so much. What would happen is that I would deliberately sing extra loudly the words that were misspelled <laughs> just because I'm that sort of person. Um, and at this time, someone had written worship, but the word that was on the screen was workship. And as I loudly and proudly sang out workship, I suddenly realized that's a great word for summarizing some of the key things that have impacted on me almost my whole life. This aim to reintegrate faith and work. 